There are tens of thousands of small and medium businesses around the world. Some of them might have the product, service or solution that you have been looking for. In this series, we meet entrepreneurs and find out how you can benefit from what they have to offer. Micro, small and medium-sized enterprises provide more than two-thirds of all jobs worldwide. These types of entrepreneurs support their community and contribute to its identity. Let's meet one of these people today and find out more about them on Meet My Business. So, Lenka Kopova. Is it Kopova or Kopova or Kopova? How do you pronounce your last name? Last one. The accent goes for the last syllable, so it's Lenka Kopova. Okay, that's very interesting. And tell me where you're from and what you do and how you make your magic. <laughs> Well, as the name might suggest, um, it's a very typical Slavic or even specifically Czech name. This kind of names finishing with OVA are very limited to, I think, Czech Republic, Slovakia. So I'm from the Czech Republic, um, born when it still was Czechoslovakia, but I'm Czech. And that's where I am right now. But I left for a little while in the UK and now I'm trying to remember how it is to live in Czech Republic because now I'm a repat I'm someone who came back after you know traveling and learning to live somewhere else and while being abroad after uni I got into the world of marketing I started working in marketing agencies and very early on I set up my own business in social media marketing and it has been evolving for the past couple of years, going from social media management, lots of hands-on support with clients to evolving into what is the current iteration of my business, which is marketing consultancy, marketing coaching business, where I call myself a marketing therapist because each session with my client really feels like a therapy session. There is lots of emotions surrounding marketing and sales, especially for my audience. So I work with health and well-being professionals and wellness practitioners, people healing and helping others who really put their hearts and souls into their business and who often are uncomfortable with marketing and with selling themselves and with providing themselves. And that's where my mission is to help them bring more fun and joy into their marketing and build thriving businesses as a result. I can truly relate. When I qualified as a hypnotherapist in a decade and more and more in the decade ago, and I started my own practice, it was really an uphill battle to find clients and get the word out. And in those days, we relied so heavily on Facebook, but it brought really no results. So it's interesting um, how you say you have pivoted from just purely social media marketing uh, into more of a, a marketing therapist. I like that very much. Um, so who is the, the kind of person, your, your ideal client that, uh, that you work with and what would be their biggest challenge that you help them solve? So my ideal clients is anyone and everyone in the health and well-being industry with the caveat that it's not a completely new starting business. It's someone who has been running their coaching business, their Pilates, their neuroscience, their teaching, training, consultancy, healing business for, for a while, and they have achieved certain level of success. 
but it's been hard. It is still hard. They still feel that they don't have the business of their dreams. They still don't have the amount of sales they would like to get, the ease of sales, the level of inquiries, and they struggle with marketing. They still feel it to be a challenge on a daily basis to show up, get visible, get enough leads, get enough people into the pipeline, show up on sales calls and do the selling thing because often selling is seen as something icky and uncomfortable and say lazy and they don't want to be doing that. But they have a wonderful business already. They love what they do. They're incredible at delivering the work and they do want to not necessarily level up and grow the business. They want to have a thriving business. They want to have a business that really works for them on their own terms so they can prioritize themselves and take care of themselves. Because it's another challenge lots of health and well-being professionals struggle with is to have the time for their own self-care because they're giving out so much of their energy to others. Plus then spending all the time on business admin and finances and marketing and trying to make a living. And trying to uh, stay ahead of your fellow therapists or, or practitioners and, you know, learning and, and improving yourself. Yeah, surely. So marketing is such a broad term. Um, and if you say that you do therapy with, with these kind of clients, does it mean you look at their overall marketing or is there something specific that you, that you only uh, focus on? So we do look overall at their marketing. We look at their marketing strategy. We look at the funnel. We look how it links to the supporting business. So it's not just marketing. It is looking a little bit at the business model. It is looking at, you know, if they are trying to do one-to-one offers or group offers or how is their business structured because then gives us the information for marketing. And obviously marketing without sales cannot work. So it's then taking it further beyond marketing and advertising to the sales conversations of self sales confidence for them as well but it is looking specifically on i'm working mainly in the digital marketing world and i'm working purely in the organic side of marketing so anything that's paid ads that paid ppc facebook ads that's not my favorite thing that's not my expertise i love the side of marketing that's based on content and engagement where we build the business based on conversations what what role does podcasting play in the marketing mix that you present to a client so podcasting is a wonderful way for certain types of clients who love talking but are not maybe as comfortable on camera who don't want to be doing videos but they don't also love writing So it is always finding what is the thing that the client really enjoys doing, what are their strengths and what medium, what type of creativity they really enjoy. And podcasting is a fantastic tool for people to get their message out there. It's big in demand. We love the availability of podcasts. We can listen as we go and really get to know the businesses, the people to tell our stories. And yet it is easier than the video where we have to be on camera we have to have a certain level of energy even with the editing video editing is more difficult and it allows us to have very deep meaningful conversations share our knowledge whichever way we decide to design the podcast it is a fascinating tool for a certain type of people 
to get their message out there and to reach your audience and become known for the thing that really it's true to them. It's the most unique and exciting thing that about them and they want to be known for. Could you perhaps give us an example of a client that, that came to you with a specific problem and how you helped them and what benefits they, they then got from that? Yeah, so there is definitely one type of client I keep repeating the same challenges when they come. They often end up having built an online course. Everyone these days want to have a passive income. We want to streamline the business. We want to make it easier. And even though they have a portfolio of services, one-to-one workshops, speaking, usually they come because they are trying to make more money easier. And they were hoping that creating an online program will do that for them. So they spend so much time and money and effort into building and recording and creating a program. And then no one buys because they're not marketing it and they haven't thought it through properly. So that's what we do. It's we look at their business overall. What is the most profitable side of the business? What is the ecosystem of their offerings? Where do they genuinely enjoy spending most of the time? Because for them to make an online course, be it delivered live, be it pre-recorded, whatever format we decide, we do need to do a lot of marketing. There need to be regular launches or ongoing evergreen marketing. It needs a lot of push for it to start performing and maybe over time become something that can carry itself out through recommendations and word of mouth and all the things. So we then decide if really sometimes we do have to scrap the online course and have to be like, this has not been the smartest investment because we cannot see it being viable and for them actually focusing on one-to-one work, delivering in-house workshops might be better. But if we decide that this actually makes sense, we know the audience, we know how to build it, then we create a funnel. We create a way of grow the audience, get visible in front of the right people, choosing the right channels, potentially doing a bit of a lead magnet or introducing a smaller offer in there. So people get more familiar working on, again, the ecosystem of the pricing, how it fits together, and then designing a content marketing and engagement marketing strategy for them to know on daily, weekly, monthly basis what content they need to show up with in front of which audience, how to proactively find an audience, how to use things like guest podcasting and guest blogging to expand their audience. So then they do get people coming onto their website, joining their mailing list, working on their email newsletter, working on building connections with their clients and prospects to then get more people buying their product. So it's not easy. It's not something that would be a quick win. So I will work with clients for three to six plus months. Um, My programs are designed to work intensely three months less intensely six months, but I do get clients who want to take baby steps and have me there in their corner as a guide for years to come because it's easier. I know it from my experience with working with a PT, going to the gym and knowing what I should be doing by myself. It's overwhelming. Even though I technically know what I should be doing, it's so much easier to pay a trainer and be like, I'm showing up. You tell me what I do. I don't even think about it. And I see lots of clients wanting the same. They know what they should be doing. They struggle with the action. So having some 
someone in their corner on a weekly basis, just giving them the bare minimum of these are the two, three, four, five actions you need to take this week so we get closer to the goals that we've agreed on, that we know that will help you to get more people buying your course and that you will have an easier business. So interesting you talk about that because I am busy um, figuring out all my uh, technical requirements and scripting and everything for our online courses. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll need a lot of help to to get those out there as well. So I'm, I'm making a, a knot here uh, so we can speak again. Um, uh, talk to me about, um, I mean, we're in the same position. We, we, we're not in the big markets. You know, we, we, we don't stay in, in, the, in those Western countries where, where things happen. And we, we kind of provide a service that, that, that in no way stands back for, for what they do. But pricing and those sort of things, you know, we all have our, our ways around that and how we price for our local markets, perhaps, and for international markets. How, how do you go about managing working from where you are and working on a global scale? Well, I had the advantage of I left in the UK for about seven, eight years. That's where I really started growing my business and that's where my audience started really growing. So even though I do live in a Czech Republic, I am still targeting mainly UK, Irish or US audience because that's where my community has been. And it's been an interesting journey to leave UK, but still kind of be present in there virtually. And for me, it really depends on you can live in a country, but if you're not targeting people or the audiences within your country, then obviously you will price, price your points based on wherever you are. You will create a price points. You will design your pricing depending on what the market that you're targeting can handle which is obviously very different to where you are in eastern europe if you're somewhere in asia and africa or if then you go to uk european us canada and that kind of a market so the question is really what audience do you want to serve where are your ideal customers and if it's in a global scale then you know, it makes it easier for you potentially to live in a cheaper country, which is my case, then you can price at whatever the market can handle out in the UK and you can work less. That's the whole dream of living digital nomad lifestyle, living in somewhere in Thailand and work a couple hours a day because you're charging US clients big money and you're good. So that's the dream and that's the desire. But for me, pricing, yes, it needs to reflect what the market can handle. You need to be aware of where in the world you're working with people. But part of me also believes that there is abundance around us. And most of my clients, most of the businesses like mine, we don't need hundreds and thousands of clients. We are not going for the huge numbers. We're going for reasonable numbers to give us comfortable living, to give us the financial safety and freedom and comfort, which means that we can pick and choose ultimately the clients we want and we can price for what we believe we're worth what is the transformation that we can provide and somehow somewhere in the world there is plenty of people who need that so i will often recommend my clients to price for what you're worth and don't worry too much about the market 
because the right kind of a market with the right kind of a marketing is going to find you anyway. Tell me a little bit about a, a client's journey when you onboard them. How, how do you interact with them before you actually decide to take them on as a client? Yeah, so when I get a new client, depending which way they found me, how they come across me through DMs, through emails, we always start with a discovery call. We jump on a Zoom and we have a conversation where I really have plenty of questions. I want to know who they are, what are their goals, what have they done so far, what are their preferences. I want to know if they're like-minded person, if we have at least roughly the same values and perspectives and interests and opinions, because I want to work with people who are like me, who like what I like and who have similar belief systems. So we don't need to clash too much and I don't need to convert them to believe into the things that I believe because they say I've built my business on certain values and beliefs and things. So that's the first thing. Have a Zoom call where I definitely take them through a process of questioning, of discovering what they are looking for and obviously give them the opportunity to learn more about me and my style and how we work. And if they're happy to go ahead, then we build a plan. They'll build a plan of depending how quickly they want to get to whatever outcomes, whatever goals they have. And we build a plan to understand what steps we are going to take along this journey and how long it's going to take and how much effort. And if we need any resources other than their time, my time, money, if we need other people, if we need upskilling, anything. So we make an audit of where they are right now. What have they done? What's working for them? What's not working for them? What are they struggling? And we look at the vision. We set out the goals. We discuss the purpose, mission, vision, goals. And then we break it down into what needs to happen between where are we right now to where they want to go, build a roadmap that then usually looks at the similar things, such as your why, your mission, vision, purpose, your audience, who they are, what pain points, what challenges you're solving for them, which means what kind of a content we're going to be creating, what are their content themes and content buckets, where are we going to find them and what tactics and what mediums and what formats we're going to be using. And then putting it all together, shaking it up really hard, and we get a blueprint. We get a framework that they can follow on daily, weekly basis, knowing that they post on LinkedIn, they send a new email newsletter, they click, they create lead magnets, they have mini offers. What is the frequency? What is the style? And how do we measure if they're successful or not? How do we adjust to make sure that we are on track to what we want to achieve? So tell me, how do people get hold of you? Most likely, people will find me on LinkedIn. That's where I am the most active. And that's where people come across my content. So if you search on LinkedIn for Lenka Kopova, marketing therapist, you will find me. Occasionally, I do have a website. I blog on my website. Uh, so people do find me through my website, uh, which is lenkakopova.com. I am active on other social media platforms, but I don't want to overwhelm people with too many choices. If you search for my name, you will likely find me. My name is unique enough, and there are not too many people calling themselves marketing therapists just yet. 
And of course, I'll put all the links in the description uh, of this episode so you can go and check out Lenka. Thanks so much, Lenka, and uh, we'll chat some more soon. Thank you so much for having me. Make sure you support micro, small and medium businesses. They provide authenticity, originality and quality. They drive innovation because they want customers to come back. They are part of and help define our communities because they are headed not by executives, but by people. More importantly, you can benefit from their excellent personalized customer service. Find the contact details of today's business in the description and comments. And join me next time as we discover another business in Meet My Business. Meet My Business is a Baird Media production. For show credits and more information, visit baird.media.